Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's another Monday and we are here alive once again. Made it through another day. Gordon, my friend, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. I am doing all right. And joining us once again to celebrate his month-long well, I guess I should say a month into his long journey across the United States, walking from Connecticut to Los Angeles, California, Mr. David Post. David, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing very well today. Thanks for coming back and uh, giving us a little update on your um, your adventure and adventure in every you know meaning of the word. Um, yeah. Things seem to be going well. I know your uh, channel's getting a lot of attention and you've been able to raise a substantial amount so far considering you're only a month into it for the St. Jude's hospital. But uh, give us a little bit of update. Where are you at and uh, how has your trip been going? Well, it's been going pretty good. Right now I'm in uh, Cambridge, Ohio. I just uh, came into uh, Ohio a couple of days ago. So I'm doing uh, pretty good. It's, it's been nice. The weather's starting to get hotter though. So yes, <laughs> that's a challenge. <laughs> Unfortunately, you, uh, have you had anything, any issues with cicadas at this point? I haven't seen any. I've, I think I've seen one in New York, honestly. Um, but that was it. <laughs> I was going to say you'll hear them before you see them. Oh, yeah. What was that, Gordon? Uh, just before we go completely off the rails, I remember when we were growing up in Ohio, was like, was there like a long period of time when cicadas weren't around or was it just a big news cycle? Because I remember like all of a sudden it was out of like oh, the second coming of the cicadas and all the crops were going to be taken care of. And it was like all over the news and it was like a big much to do about nothing. But what was that? Do you remember? It's the 17 year brood. That's what's coming on. So they, they go underground. Their larva stays underground for about 17 years and then... They come out for one big orgy, so to speak. That's it. And they move on. Hmm. Mm. So they just. Yeah. I don't believe that they um, go after all the, the crops and stuff. I thought they just. No, uh, they don't. The trees. That's what I thought. It's the locust you got to watch out for, which is interesting because I think we were growing up. Cicadas and locusts were misidentified by people we were around. <laughs> I could, I could imagine definitely, that. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Um, but anyhow, I, I've been watching. I've been keeping up on the TikTok. I've been seeing that you've gotten to the point now where you're being intercepted by followers who are feel like they adopt you for the day. They'll take you out. They'll treat you to snacks. They'll show you around their town. But you, being the man of um, tactic and man of regulation rules, you make sure they drop you off exactly where they pick you up so people can't say you're cheating those miles. But people are definitely yeah. picking you up, taking you around town. And uh, they kind of give you like a little brief history on the towns they're in. And as you said, you just got into Ohio, which means you just got out of Pennsylvania. What was your f- overall experience in Pennsylvania so far? Um, Pennsylvania? as a whole was great. You know, the people have been awesome. Like I've met so many nice people in Pennsylvania that, you know, yeah, I I just meet them out on the street and they'll talk to me for a bit and, you know, chat. Like I've had no issues at all in Pennsylvania. It's just been a lot of nice people, a lot of nice scenery. Uh, I really loved it. And Pittsburgh was my favorite part, honestly, which is kind of weird because I like, I don't really much like the city, but (laughs) Pittsburgh was a cool city. 
Well, I mean, as you're walking more and more, and you're kind of talking about on your last video, you didn't really do anything for much for like a day because as you're making that transition from Pennsylvania to Ohio, there really wasn't much out there. And we kind of touched that on our last episode you were on, that there was a lot more middle of nowhere out there than there is developed cities and areas. When you're on those long treks between you know small towns, when you're walking through nothing but not even farmland, really, it's just pretty much woods and state routes, do you find yourself getting like a little lonely and, and wishing there was something around, or are you just taking it all in? Um, usually I'm just taking it all in because like, like I said, I'm pretty solitary person. So like I, I'm in my head a lot, you know, I'm just thinking and just taking in the scenery and, you know, nature, which is really nice, but it does kind of get a little lonely, but TikTok does help with that. You know, when I get to interact with people, you know, it keeps me sane. I think. Was it going to add some unforeseen time to your trip? I have a feeling. The uh, <laughs> the guys, you know, the people looking you up and showing you around the town. Yeah. But well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a go ahead. But that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a good thing because then I get to see like places that I would have no idea about, you know, and like uh, what people think is like what I should see when I get to town. So just having a, a little tour of a small part of some of these places has been really nice. Dude, we got the best chili dog place over here you need to check out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You've yep. never had it like this anywhere else. And, hey, by the way, when you're in Ohio, you need to at least uh, check out Skyline. Well, not only that, uh, but I, I think people it's... People have been saying, the, the Skyline uh, chili? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're in Ohio now. You have to find a, a Skyline. Now, uh, it's not chili in the traditional term of chili. And that's the one thing you have to... I've heard it called a Greek bouillonnaise. Um, okay. It's got a lot of Greek seasoning. Actually, it was some uh, a Greek immigrants back in the day in Cincinnati who created it. So it's a lots of spaghetti. Got the sauce on it. And then more cheese than you ever think is possible or belongs on it. And <laughs> I tell you, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain, uh, God rest his soul, back when he had his show, he was in Cleveland and he went there. And I think he quoted, say, an ungodly amount of cheese. But uh, um, it is kind of frowned upon if you take your cheese off your chili. But, no, it's definitely good. But back to kind of what you're saying about and Gordon, you know, asking maybe it's going to make your trip take longer. I think it's of utmost importance for you to meet those people because as we were kind of talking last week, there's the core number one benefit of travel is culture. And there's no way to get culture unless you and uh, you know you jump into the communities and jump into those cultures and you meet the different people along the way and they show you the areas of the city and it, there's just so much to learn from that and I think I think having I guess what I'm getting to is I think maybe if you would have done this 15 years ago before we had TikTok and social media where you'd get the occasional you know news blast but by the time that hit the news you're already on to the next town. I think the experience in and of itself uh, would be greatly different without the social interaction, without just random strangers. They're kind of like, oh, okay, he said he's on 22. I know he was there this morning. I'm going to do a quick Google Maps, see a walking pace. Around 1235, he should be here. And like people are like planning, their, yeah, they're like planning their day around meeting up with you. And I think that's it's, cool uh-huh. as hell. 
I think it's I think it's awesome too, and I think my trip would be would be diminished if I didn't have uh, all this interactions with the people. It, it is um it is kind of weird for me just having people like know where I am, <laughs> you know, at like any time. But uh, it's been cool just because the people have been so great, you know, like, and I haven't had any I- issues yet. So so yeah, please no one stalk me like in the bad way. <laughs> so speaking of uh, cultures and and you're kind of getting out of the area, have you met any true hillbillies yet? true hillbillies i don't i don't think so um i've seen people the thing is people live their lives a lot differently from where from where i come from but like like a like a true hillbilly i don't think so like just people just live in their lives man you'll know the true hillbilly because they almost their dialect is so thick that they almost speak a different language they need subtitles. Gordon, and we're I, from Kentucky, so Gordon, I grew know, up in I Kentucky, <laughs> and I remember one time I lived in Ohio, and I was working at a BP gas station, and this guy came inside. He's like, "Dash, give it down, give it down." And I was like, "Huh?" He waved me out to the phone. I picked up the phone, and uh, AAA was on there because I guess his car broke down. But this guy was like, so from so far deep, like Tennessee or Alabama. The lady at AAA was ha- having a hard time just to find out where he was because his accent was so so thick that, and I couldn't understand him. But luckily, between her and I, I was able to explain what gas station he was at. But yeah, you'll come across a couple of cats who are, who are, you know, if well, you're going to go through Pennsylvania and Ohio, so you won't dig, dig down that deep. But you might come along someone away at the gas station or something who has. You'll know when you come across it because you'll barely understand a word they're saying. It kind of reminds me of the guy from the Waterboy, the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, I yep, that Louisiana accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that or Boomhauer from. Um... Oh, Boomhauer. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Bobby. Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> met one of those yet, but I'd love to, honestly. <laughs> Go to decipher, you know, the language. Now, I know, like tonight and the last time, every once in a while, you, um, you decide to sleep in a hotel room, which, as someone who's slept on the ground plenty of times, as you get older, your back just definitely needs the recalibration from a nice bed. But um, when you are sleeping out in your tent, have you had concerns or have you had issues with maybe getting ran out of places? Like, you know, you can't set up tent here? Uh, no, because I usually, like, um, stay pretty hidden. Yeah. In, uh, you know, like stealth camping, stuff like that. So I haven't really – and I pick where I'm going to sleep, like, pretty well, I think. So, yeah, no issues with that. The, the only the only time I've encountered well nothing like that but last night there was some sort of animal that was huffing like right outside my tent and uh yeah I didn't uh go out and check what it was but I definitely heard it it's pretty Let's loud see, in Ohio it could be a raccoon I don't know if they have wolf could be a black there. bear it could be a cougar it could be <laughs> mountain lion it could just have been a house dog <laughs> could be a wayward cat <laughs> yeah yeah I've never heard this sound before though so I, I don't know what it was do you have bear spray or anything of any sort yeah, of protective I, value with you yeah, I do I do have bear spray so if, if it came down to that hopefully that uh be a deterrent just, <laughs> word of advice just make stay sure upwind of it well, I was gonna say make sure you're outside of your tent <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> speaking of tents man I was uh because we we I've been known to do some camping with my camper but me and the the old lady and our kid were considering doing some real camping and we were down at the old wally world and and i know um one you know you're old whenever you try to say ozark trail your mind instantly goes to oregon trail because of the old video games but i'll tell you <laughs> what gordon and i used to work at a sports store back in the early 2000s called galleons and um they sold rock climbing equipment snowboard skis camping canoes all the high-end stuff and i'll say the quality of these ozark trail tents are probably the same quality of these tents that we were selling for two to three hundred dollars nineteen years ago, 
And these things are like 20 or 30 bucks for like a third, three, four person tent. It's amazing how, how one lightweight, but affordable camping equipment, thanks to Walmart has become. It's insane. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I haven't picked up a lot of stuff from Walmart and yeah, it is pretty cheap and affordable, but I, I usually get like uh, my stuff from like REI. Yeah. Kind of expensive. Well, but, you as know, you like, as you make your way across the country, REI is going to be less and less available. Oh, At yeah, some point, you'll yeah. probably find yourself in a Walmart looking for something to replace. And I'll tell you, don't don't sleep on the Ozark Trail stuff. That's the same company that uh, won the lawsuit when Yeti tried to sue them for making their knockoff versions of the cooler because oh, the okay. the patent and the the technology behind that cooler was so close that it was gave them enough content to go to court, but not quite enough to lose the to win the battle. So. But they, they put out some quality stuff and for very affordable prices, especially, like I said, if you're in a pension, there's no REI or a Dick Sporting's good out, out around yeah. when you find yourself in, like, western Ohio or maybe in middle of nowhere, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a Walmart, like, right near me, and I was thinking about picking up, a like, a stroller or some sort of, like, cart because uh, now that summer's coming, I think I'm going to need a lot more water. So uh, yes. here in water is heavy, so carrying that's not going to be an option. So. <sighs> I was thinking about getting something like that. How many water purification tablets have you gone through? Uh, a couple. Like, usually for right now, I'm, I'm able to, like, uh, go into, uh, like, a gas station or, or, or somewhere that'll let me, uh, like, get some water from the tap. But, like, uh only had to uh, purify water a couple times, so uh, not too many. I did see that, the that's video. That's funny. You're talking about uh, water purification. I was just at uh, Costco this weekend. I think I saw four Life Straws for, like, 30 bucks. Oh wow! Some insane price. Well, he was he was at a um, God, the thing looked like when you're in Pennsylvania. You showed that video of it. Had it was like a the old style brick like rock Gordon River rock that stacked like we'd see a lot of times in Kentucky, like the old walls and stuff. But it had just a hole in, in what appeared to be fresh water, but it had a nice sign that said, "Water has not yeah. been tested. Drink at your own risk." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the water was fine, honestly. I, and I'm, I haven't gotten sick yet, so. <laughs> so you you're in Ohio. Obviously, you have somewhat of a – how far ahead do you plan your trip? Do you just look at Google Maps every day, or do you get yourself a Rand McNally, and you're kind of, you know, looking at which ways you want to go to stay off the interstates? Obviously, country – probably state routes are more conducive for what you're trying to do, right? They are more conducive. And I do look at, um, at Google Maps, like, every day just to plan out ahead, so – yeah, right, it doesn't, but like it depends on like how far I'm willing to walk a day, you know. So I might not get to my destination I want to, you know. So I'll have to set up a tent. But it, it's been it's been all right so far. How many miles are you traveling on a, on, a, on a normal day without people taking you around, showing you their their uh, their towns, and taking you out to lunch? Uh, without that, it's 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 get, been getting closer to, to twenty. I am able to hit more than that. If I'm feeling good, but like uh, around 20, 20, 24 or so is what I'm hitting. Now, last time you were on, we were talking about footwear. How's your shoes holding up to the travel? I'm thinking, I, well, now it's been, what what is it, 515 miles now. So my shoes are getting shot now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to uh, change them out. Congratulations on the one month. Real quick, for those of you guys hanging out with us on YouTube and Facebook, and for those of you listening to this podcast tomorrow when it's available, head over to GoFundMe.com and just search for Walk Across America for St. Jude. 
Um, or you can go to HTTPS, GoFundMe.com forward slash 58E857F8, or simply look for Walk Across America. Um, you got a $50,000 goal. You're only one month into this, and you're a little sh- shy right now of eight grand. Congratulations on that. I'm sure St. Jude's is loving the attention you're sending their way. And, uh, and they're, you know, when someone comes up and says, hey, I'm going to walk across America to raise money for you, and I'm going to do it on social media, they're probably like, okay, great. We don't want to turn down the money. But I'm sure there's, you know, especially nowadays, there's, you know, the, the PR department's like, okay, well, let's just hope this person's a, a good person. And luckily for them, you're, you turn out to be a fantastic person and people loving you. Everybody's following you on TikTok. I mean, because that's kind of got, you know, because you're basically saying, hey, I'm going to represent you. And while I'm doing this, I'm going to be for at least TikTok's sake, kind of be the face of your company. And they mm. just kind of got to say, okay, cool. We're going to trust that you're going to, you know, serve us well and represent us well. And I would say you've done so. I mean, once again, you're a month into this. I think the last time we had you on, you maybe had three or 4,000 followers. You're up to 14.4 now. And mm. so the word's getting out. And uh, like I said, random strangers are tracking you down and, and taking care of you and helping you out and providing you with some social interaction. What was that like for uh, just a regular old Joe, the first time just some random coming up and said, hey, are you the guy from TikTok? Or is that um, not how it, it went? Kind of, yeah, it's, uh, it was uh, kind of um, – I was kind of taken aback because I didn't really think that, like, people would actually come out and, like, try to find me or, like, look for me or that people were actually – watching tiktok that much so it's, i'm a little confused what are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah it's like huh. it's it's like um i don't know I, I didn't think that uh people would uh would actually follow follow me like uh, as much as they do so far um i don't know but i'm happy that they do because you know like i i can definitely s- spread the word like a lot better than without the social media and without the interaction so well it, it, Absolutely. And um, I think the two tech companies that benefited the most from the pandemic was Zoom. Obviously, uh, prior to the pandemic, I only knew one company who used Zoom and I'm an IT guy. Everybody else was still floundering and suffering through uh, Skype, which no longer exists. And uh, TikTok. Prior to uh, the pandemic, TikTok was just something all of our 12-year-old daughters and sons were on. And the pandemic started and our kids were staying home from school. So all those parents got on there just to make watch our kids' content. And all the, you know, the 20, 30, 40, 50 year olds, they just changed the whole dynamic. They changed how videos were being made. It changed the way content was being done. And now there's more of us on here than there are of the kids who are originally that this, because obviously TikTok was just the new version of the old app Vine and it was aimed towards kids. I remember when, before I ever got on it, Gordon and I were on YouTube all the time. There's all these horrible advertisements for the way they initially marketed TikTok for kids and, and, the original idea for the use of TikTok versus the what it's turned into just through the creativity and the expression of the people who create content, it has changed completely. And, you know, TikTok needs to thank their creators for that, but now they're kind of hurting their creators by offering big uh, celebrities and big corporations the ability to buy views and likes, which means, well, when you're selling views, that means there's less room on people's timeline for content that wasn't paid for. And so, Everybody else's views are going to drop tremendously, and that's the sad side of it. That's the same thing that, that's happening with uh, YouTube, though, because you have mm-hmm. all these news news sites that are on YouTube, and they're taken away from the smaller creators, you know? So it, it, that's just a big problem with, with all the, the, the tech uh, 
you know, platforms nowadays. You know, they're giving it to the people that have all the money and not mm -hmm. like the creators. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And when uh, YouTube start cracking down all their the monetization of the firearm based channels, um, a company out in Utah called the Utah Gun Exchange, they launched their own version. I just call it huge tube. It's U-G-E tube for Utah Gun Exchange tube. And there's less there's less competitors over there. And so every week after we do our live stream on YouTube, I copy the link, go to YouTube, hit import, and it just imports it directly from YouTube. And we get three to four times more views on YouTube than we do on YouTube just because there's less competition over there. There's less creators. There's less, mm -hmm. as you were talking about, big names. Like going back to TikTok, I knew something was up when it came to advertising and all that. When you'd go to your For You page and be like, here's some here's some trending uh, creators that we suggest you follow. And it was like ESPN and like all yeah. these celebrities that already had like 2.3 million viewers and check marks. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't, if they were truly suggesting up and coming TikTokers, they'd have guys like you on there and people, you know, with 20, 40,000 views. I mean, followers, not, you know, ESPN and these, I think out of all of them on that. And I did a TikTok on this with a screenshot out of all of them. It suggested to me, the only one who wasn't a celebrity outside of TikTok, which was that turned up Tony guy who is a TikToker who does all the videos with his ducks and his mom. He was the only one on that list of verified people that they were clearly advertising for. And that's when I knew something was up and, mm -hmm. and here we are. Yeah. So according, so are uh, you're in Eastern Ohio right now, right? Cause you just got there from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, yep. Your next major metropolitan, are you northern Ohio, mid-Ohio? Are you going to be hitting the Columbus area? Are you going to be more up towards Cleveland? Which which uh, direction, when you head west, are you going to be going? Are you going to be bypassing those large areas altogether? Have you planned out that be, far? I'm going to be um, bypassing uh, Columbus. I'm going to be going south of there, um, going through like Circleville, which is probably a couple, oh, couple around miles town. down. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but you, we gotta, we gotta have you do a report in from Circleville. See, Gordon and I, we were born in Kentucky, but we grew up in Columbus, and which was about thirty minutes from Circleville. Now it may have changed in the last twenty-five years, but the funny thing about Circleville, it was a cruising town, right? This town was so small that the high school kids would hop in their car, which is probably gone because kids don't drive anymore. But their big thing to do in this town for fun, they would literally drive. What was it from Walmart to the McDonald's and back? They'd go cruising all night. That's what they were known for doing. <laughs> Okay, and it All sounds right. so it's not just people from Circleville. Well, that's what I was going to say. They would go down there, Orient. It sounds so ridiculous, but you had high school kids from other surrounding towns driving down there just so they can burn gas money and in uh, Petro by driving doing the uh, the cruising route in Circleville. Oh, wow, that's the entertainment down there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> How far is Hocking Hills from Circleville, Gordon? He probably won't. He probably won't that's, make he's it. He's not going to. No, that's going to be south where he's at right now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's southeastern Ohio. And so you're going to go cut through Circleville. Are you going to make it down towards Cincinnati, or are you just going to kind of head directly I'm, over towards Indiana? I'm gonna, I'm going to go straight uh, straight through Cincinnati because I'm not I'm not quite going through Indiana. I'm going to uh, start heading uh, southwest into uh, Kentucky and okay. head for Louisville. That's our, that's our native area. Right that's here. what I was going to say. Yeah. We have family in uh, right outside of Cincinnati, northern Kentucky. So we'll maybe we'll send somebody out uh, your way with a care package and how do you do? Because, yeah, oh, that'd be th nice. that whole tri-state area, they call it, the Ohio-Kentucky-Indiana -Kentucky border, we, our whole okay. family to this day is still out through there. And you'll love Cincinnati. Cincinnati's super clean, and it's super advanced right now. <laughs> Which is so weird because it was not that way in the 90s. 
Okay. Well, basically, Amazon's down there. Google's mm-hmm. down there. Google's putting in a lot of uh, beta technology. I remember my cousin was getting like extreme, like ridiculous fast internet speeds like six or seven years ago. Um, are you familiar with Emilio Estevez, the actor? Yeah. He's down there now. He said right now Cincinnati and is like New York was in the 60s. Everybody's nice. All the commercial real estate's affordable. So like he's developing down there. That whole area's blown up with it's it's just kind of a hopping area right now. So you'll he, you'll have a cool time going through there. I will warn you though, that's a steep <laughs> that's a steep area. <laughs> it's a lot of this. It's not flat at it? all. You're going to that Ohio Valley. It's it's steep. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna learn what it is to walk uphill both ways. So. <laughs> That's the other thing you said in your last your your video when you got in Ohio. You're like, I don't know why everybody says Ohio's flat. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely yeah. not through there. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when he made that transition from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to Ohio. Yeah, it, it was definitely not flat. There was a lot of hills going through there, especially yeah in West Virginia too. I felt like I was like on top of a mountain or something. <laughs> What does your family think of your your adventure? I know I know you talk about communicating the girlfriend daily, but what, what's the rest of your family think about this? Uh, well, my mom thinks it's great. Um, at first, when I told her I was doing it, she was a, she was a little worried, but like uh, not not so much. She told me that she thinks that I could do it, which was you know very uplifting actually. For some reason, but, uh, I'm having um in my head, I'm having the scene from Pulp Fiction when Jules tells him that he's going to walk the earth. He's like, "What? So you're going to be a bum? No, I'm going to walk the earth." He's like, yeah. "No, Jules, you're going to be a bum." <laughs> but so your mom had mixed emotions, but she thought you could do it. What about your dad? Uh, I don't, uh, I haven't seen my dad for, I don't know, what, 15, 17 years now. So I, I don't know what he, what he's even doing. Yeah, I, I don't even know if he, if he, yeah, he probably doesn't even know I'm doing this or not. I don't know if he's seen me. Probably not. It's TikTok, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, you'll, you'll slowly start making that transition, man. Uh, I mean, how many people do you know? You're the only one I know who decided, Hey, I'm going to go walk the earth for St. Jude's and raise money and, and just, you know. I mean, how far you've come, not only miles, obviously the miles, but just your footprint and your the area of reach you've gotten through TikTok in just, what, 30 days exactly? Mm-hmm. At this point now, just think another 60 days. If, you're, if your growth, granted, if TikTok continues to let people see your crap for free, uh, the growth <laughs> that you do, have you considered maybe, um, oh, here's a, do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I, I do, but I um, – I, I, I decided not to uh, continue like uploading on it because it was just too much work, too much editing. Because I was going to put like a lot of work into it. Here's the great thing: when you do your TikTok, save it to your phone, and then turn around and go into your YouTube. TikTok has changed the platform so much that now YouTube is pushing to uh, short videos. And mm-hmm. like, um, I'll post, I'll just go and post my TikToks up there and they'll put them right up on the main page. And people like, I'm getting thousands of thousands of views on just TikToks I put on YouTube versus my 15 to 20 minute long content. YouTube is, is so scared of TikTok right now that they're pushing, you know, minute, two minute long videos. And so all you got to do is save it to your phone, turn around, upload it to YouTube and boom, now you're on two platforms, same content and only takes you the extra 30 seconds to upload it from your phone. No more yeah. work. I should do that, you know, because, yeah, it'll probably get the word out uh, a lot more because, yeah, YouTube is a huge platform. So, yeah, I probably should do that. Yeah, and, and especially since they're pushing this new version, that's just, you know, 
not as many people are doing it. So that's just more likelihood of you showing up on people's home pages on the two minute content. Cause you'll see it now. Mm-hmm. Like if you get your homepage, you'll say beta shorts and, and everything will be in like keystone mode. Cause everybody's just doing it from their phone, just like TikTok. And so mm-hmm. it's just another way to get some, you know, get more people out there and into what you're doing. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, man, we're going to let you go. I appreciate you hanging out with us. I know you got an early morning ahead of you and you probably want to get some uh, shut eye. Mm-hmm. How many times have you rolled up and like, crap, checkout's at 10? <laughs> Can I stay until 1? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Especially now with it's getting hot. Has the has it gotten to the point where it's gotten hot in your tent where you can't sleep? Not yet. Um, but I have noticed that like um, it's not nearly as humid out here as it is in Connecticut, like during the summer. And I know we're like, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're here. I'm still in the beginning of it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's a lot more dry. I, I've been in dry. 102 degree and 99% humidity there. So yeah, as you make, your way, get... as you make your way into central Ohio, it, that humidity will pick up once again. Thank you so much, David post. Actually, it's a good time because uh, we're getting the old countdown from our friends over here at zoom for, uh, our, our, our free zoom. But anyhow, you guys can go on uh, TikTok and possibly YouTube. If he takes my advice and just look up at next outpost, you can follow him on TikTok, watch all his videos. He posts there daily. As long as he has signal, you know, some parts of the world. Could you imagine, believe it or not, people live in those area, David, where those, those areas you're walking through where you don't have cell phone signal. There's people who live out there. They're the ones that still yeah, rocking that 1978 satellite dish to get TV. I know that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's just how they live, though. So, yep. So go follow him on TikTok, and more importantly, if you want to support his cause, head over to GoFundMe.com and just search for "Walk Across America for St. Jude," and you'll see David there. And looks like in front of the Ohio River somewhere in Pennsylvania, rocking his St. Jude's Hospital shirt. And you can donate now and help him get to that um, fifty thousand dollar goal. David, some thank you once again, sir, and we will talk to you soon. And for, right, the, thank you guys. for the rest of you guys hanging out with us on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, as you guys know, we will be back momentarily. And we are back. I want to thank David once again. That You know, I always reminisce and show off, if you will, about the time I drove from Kentucky to or Ohio to California and back. Yeah. That's nothing compared to what this cat's doing. I mean, nah. he's not, you know, he's not cheating and he's... <laughs> He's he's 30 days in. He's already got 500 miles on his shoes. He's got a long way to go, but he's actually making pretty good time. Yeah, he is. It sounds like he uh, popped into Ohio and got to Cambridge pretty quick. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's been in there for like maybe, a, I think he got there a little late yesterday, but he didn't have signal, so he started uh, posting from there today. But you know, that's such a cool thing that he gets to do, and I'm so excited for him. So check this out. Speaking of influencing and, and, and social media, last week I kind of – did a quick research on, on how many influential YouTubers there were just in Las Vegas, Nevada. And coming up from Relatable, they say they're currently tracking a total of 364 influential YouTubers in the Las Vegas that have between 1,000 and 3 million followers. See, that doesn't surprise me, though, for Vegas, because, no. you know, um, a lot of these cats get big. Like, well, for perfect example, the uh, what's their dicks, the, the boxers. Um, the Paul brothers, Ohio. the Paul yeah, brothers, you know, they're from Ohio. They got big on TikTok. <laughs> now I think they live out in Vegas to train and just, you know, to get the, well, one, I mean, if you have a YouTube channel that's content based, especially if you're one of those cats who 
tries to have different kinds of content instead of having you know one single content place like vegas there's plenty of different things to do which gives you a wide variety of different content you can have up on your channel and it's just it makes sense that you would have a lot more people going out there and you know enjoying well, the, that area the the average actually out of the 364 influencers is about thirty-four thousand. hmm not not too shabby but i was just interested in looking at that and what it what what doesn't surprise me is the fact that one of the key metrics of the a analysis they did is what influencers from las vegas you know is is basically uh their engagement is about four percent the less viewers you have the more engagement you have the more viewers you have as 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 you can almost expect the less engagement there is yeah unless you're like somebody with dimmer ranch who just has such a great interaction with his his fan base you know i'm sure his his engagement's a lot higher than that but uh then there's 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 a top 40 fort myers influencers list really who's on that number one is kirby lisman is that the cat uh, there's one guy around here he's a younger cat he like goes he drives jet skis and motorcycles and shit well, this guy's a pro wakeboarder okay and coach uh and the second one is the city of fort myers hmm that's not saying much then you have the legal nurse podcast okay flower on my face <laughs> which is a food blog sharing easy family recipes that anybody could cook then irena gonzalez another food uh, editor and uh so on and so forth so uh, now we're on that list is digital four ten. <laughs> the world's famous cigar bar is number 10. now i have a problem when you name yourself this goes back to what you're anything. talking about earlier right well when remember when uh travis barker came out his world's famous stars and stripes and then they dropped the world's famous from it and just made it famous stars and stripes uh-huh when you just building your name's world famous i have <laughs> i kind of have a problem with that what was it was that like on was that on there was a movie i don't know if it was borat it was or it may have even been forrest gump but he went to like the world's famous coffee shop and, and like no one had ever heard of it just because they put the name world's famous in the title exactly so number 23 and number 24 this will show the demographics of your area the 23rd and this is what d410 is up against the 23rd most popular is the urology experts <laughs> followed by 24 senior health and wellness blog well yeah, the senior forum Hello. then 25 you got overcoming psoriasis <laughs> is there anything about toe fungus on there i haven't found it yet only reason i ask okay now we know the internet you know they they kind of they have selective marketing based off of your 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 searches and all that right hold on you got hope number 32 is chad the handyman llc chad's handy blog I gotta, I'm going to have to start subscribing to these cats and see what my competition is. I'm going to have you email me that list so I can go subscribe to all these channels and see what I'm up against or maybe reach out to them, do a little cross-promotion. This, this, this is from Feedspot. I don't know if you ever heard of them at all. They look like they're an RS, uh, RSS, feed? RSS feed deal. That's their logo. So I will definitely uh, copy and send this to you right now. For you guys so. watching on the YouTube and Facebook stream, you can see uh, Bebop sleeping on her bed. What you can't hear is her sawing law. She's down here snoring like crazy. Now, the reason I ask you about the toe fungus thing is I was watching Fox News tonight, and clearly their commercials are going to aim towards their demographic. And I saw four different spots from four different toe fungus companies, right? Mm -hmm. Now, 
we all know our cell phones listen to what we're doing. I was watching a demo, the Demolition Ranch video where he's shooting the um, elevator cable. Oh, and yes. The, the very the first elevator cable that is shot in many movies. The very first commercial before his show came on was a toe fungus commercial. And so I don't know if it was because my phone was listening when I was watching Fox News or if just right now there's a huge push by toe fungus uh, companies. You know, because once again, I was watching TV. I wasn't watching, you know, Fox News on the Internet where, you know, the streaming, you know, the gotcha advertising. This was advertisements on cable TV, three of them for toe fungus. And the very first one on my phone was toe fungus based. I I watched that video this morning and... um during lunch, actually, and it was uh, a local company for the ad here. It wasn't toe fungus, but it was ceramic coating for the car, which is something I've been looking up lately, you know. Well, see, and that makes sense. Um, speaking of days gone past, our uncle, he used to make his living doing something that is no longer needed. Actually, I disagree. It is needed because all these new, a lot of these new F-150s are coming off the lot brand new with rust on their um, on their driveline components. Really? In. So there yeah. is still a need for a Z-Bart? There is still a need for a Z-Bart. Even, um, I, want to see how many I was Z-Bart doing a little research because our beloved Tacomas, believe it or not, had a, a rusting issue so bad in the past that the frames would break in half and Toyota had to replace them. And it's one of the reasons that it's not a full box frame anymore for the Tacomas is because water would get in there, it would sit in there, and it would rust. There's still a Z-Bart, believe it or not. So, yeah, uh, if you look underneath of your vehicle, it's not fully rust-proofed. With more than 1,200 service centers in 34 countries around the world, there is a Z-Bart near you. I'm going to type in my zip code. Yeah, our, our uncle made his living off of running the one in Terre Haute. For a long time. Absolutely. Now, you called me one day. Okay. And you said, hey, I'm listening to Bubba the Love Sponge on his uh, satellite radio feed. Yes. And he was talking about when he uh, lived in Terre Haute, Indiana, because that's where he grew up, and he got mm-hmm. his first job in radio. What did he tell his program director? I don't remember what he told his program director, actually. God, that's been years, man. You remember this? Yes, because you told me that he told his audience that he told his program director he needed a raise because his boss over at the Z-Bart wasn't paying him enough. And that boss would have been our uncle because he owned that Z-Bart. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. That's a very, very, very small town. Yes. Oh, and um, speaking of which, I won't get into it heavily here, but I was watching. Um, there is an interesting documentary on Netflix. It came out years ago. It's called Forgiving Dr. Mangala. Mm-hmm. Yes, that Dr. Mangala. And this was filmed in, I got, 01. There's footage going back to 1984. But basically, they're interviewing um, one or two of them. But the main the main star star of the documentary, I guess the main subject of the documentary, is she's one of the surviving Mangala twins. Because Dr. Mangala was such a sick weirdo that uh, when he was doing his human experiments in Auschwitz, he would automatically separate all the children who were twins because by having twins you mean you already had you had an automatic control group right so if you're doing studies of effects of negative effects of different nonsense on human beings having twins having a control group is is interesting well the reason i bring this up is this lady um survived auschwitz um Mm -hmm. she moved to Terre haute indiana 1966 
Mm-hmm. And this is like in 2001, they're shooting this documentary. At this point, she's well, she was 10 in 1945, so you can do the math. And so in 2001, they're driving around Terre Haute, Indiana, where she'd been living since 1966, and now she's doing real estate. I'm thinking, you know what? Between Z-Bart and the fact that our aunt sold probably more Blondenberger baskets than anybody in the tri-state area, there's a good chance this woman has met some of our relatives. Oh, 100%. Never just, know her cousin could just, be doing her hair. Yeah, it's just weird to see this footage of them driving around uh, that area of Indiana in 2001 around Terre Haute. So, yeah, it was crazy. Hey, I know you wanted to do, you had a review on a movie you watched. I pulled audio for the trailer if you want me to play that to lead into it. Are you still wanting to do that? You hearing Bebop snore? I think I lost your audio unless you're not talking. Oh, I Unmute you. myself because I was go. coughing. Do yes, you, let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna. We'll do it right now. Now this is visual, but. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make fifty million dollars on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere? Met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, "Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces." Think about everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their Look what it does. You don't mind my saying. What if? I can see you're out of age. Of just once. We did something just for us. You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32 hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. You know you got a big budget when you can afford to remix a Kenny Rogers song. Well, there was actually a lot of remixes. And what's interesting about that movie, it starts off with a an extended version, and I can't remember the name of the song, and that's like the whole title sequence. Basically, kind of just runs a quick background of what's going on and, and shows the cast. Is it the Johnny but, Cash uh, song? 
unfortunately, I don't remember. But just real quick, uh, Dave uh, Batista is your main star in it. Uh, he played the has, mountain. No, he. Uh, if you ever watch Guardians of the Galaxy, oh yeah, he was the blue guy. You got it. He's played other thing. Uh, one Theo Rossi was in it. Uh, he, Sons of Anarchy with the lightning on his head. Yep. Uh, you have Tig Notaro, uh, somewhat famous a comedian, and Garrett Dillonhunt. Do you know who Garrett Dillonhunt is? Yeah, he plays is? in Walking Dead, and he played uh, Raising Hope. And he also played as the, the the person I liked at least from Deadwood who ended up killing himself at the end. I was, not to divert, but real quick, I was watching once again, because it's one of the movies, whenever it's on TV, I will not turn it off, which is Oh Brother for Where Out Thou. Mm-hmm. And you remember when George Clooney gets back home, he finds out his wife, well, he already knew, that's the, the giveaway, but when he runs into his ex-wife and she's getting married again, he's bona fide. He's a suitor. He's a suitor. You know who plays the husband? Uh-uh. The guy who played potter on sons of anarchy and played the annoying pasture on deadwood the guy who ah. ended up having the seizure in like episode in season three he played he, he played he, the suitor and no brother for yeah. where out though he sure did so but what is uh, the name of this movie you never this said this movie is called Dawn, i'm sorry <laughs> army of the dead it is uh written and directed by Zack snyder who also uh directed dawn of the dead which was written the by remake. romero yes so this is kind of a sequel. Yes, you have some super, super strength, uh, super smart zombies. Uh, you know, obviously it is military backed, and there was a an incident. Yeah, in the um, trailer I was playing, it's hard to hear. Basically, when they come and they see the zombies for the first time, they realize these aren't the zombies that just walk around brain dead. They've kind of well, there's two types of zombies. You got brain dead zombies, and you got the ones that were spawned by this one. Oh, okay. But what is interesting is this movie actually started getting filmed. Uh, principal production was in 2019. Wow. So I'm sure. Th- and then they finished up in 2020. Uh, they did not film it in Vegas at all. It was filmed in um, New Mexico uh, and Ontario. Atlantic City for the uh, casinos. But the, I, I could tell you exactly where the main part is, is Tropin. Trop and, uh, and um, Las Vegas Boulevard. I know that area quite well. Uh, what is interesting is there's, and this is stuff that may have happened later, but after everything that's going on, and I live in a town that this movie is kind of out of, and coming out of a pandemic, they show some news clips, and it's like the same shit we've been hearing, except on a zombie apocalypse level. So, you know, they're, they're real big with the temperature guns, they're, you know, except your temperatures tracking down, but they did. There's a couple of things in here that I thought was pretty clever. One of them is they're, they're walking into the city of Las Vegas and I'm not really giving anything up. And they're like, well, what's up with these? I forget what term they use. Cause you know, like in walking dead, everybody's got a term. And they said, well, the thing is, is when the sun comes out and is out, they dry up. The problem is, is when it rains, they reanimate. <laughs> so I thought that was a kind what's of the a name nice for the old for- petrify. So they petrify in the daytime. They dehydrate. That's pretty they cool. Have, and then when it rains, now I, I was expecting that to be a plot point, but it wasn't. Um, one of the things that bumped me though is they basically have the desert come up to the strip. So, and I know that stylization, and because well, it's the same guy, Zack Snyder did three hundred. So there's a lot of stylized uh, variants of that, but they had all the hotels there. They had you know newer hotels. 
Um, well, let me play devil's advocate there. From what I saw on the trailer, they have that area blocked off with like walls and shipping containers. So wouldn't the sand be there because they're not maintaining that area because it's basically dead? The dead zone? No, because you'd still see buildings. There's so much buildings out here and houses. Oh, so I thought you meant like the sand was through the street. I mean, there's nothing. No, it's literally like desert, desert, desert strip. Maybe they uh, are actually camp outside of these uh, connexes stacked up around, and then the strip. Maybe know? they flattened the area so that if a zombie got outside of the perimeter, they could see it. I don't know. Nah, it's just a stylization thing. I think I at the end you. of the day. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, it was a zombie movie. You know. Um, there's some nice little twist in there. Uh, nothing crazy. But um, I thought it's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot of... The way the way that um, trailer shows, there's quite a bit of humor, but it's very subtle. You know, and um, Tignataro did a great job. Well, the remake of The Dawn of the Dead had a lot of humor in it. That's the one with Vin Raines, and that's the one that really made that Johnny Cash song... Um blow up they played it through the uh credits um does that hurt no it's uh cover nine inch nails well no i'll play it even though youtube will probably like or facebook will mute our background but i'll just play it for a second i'll cut you down um you hear us yeah so that song no not cut you down it's um uh, when a man comes around they played that one Johnny Cash, when a man comes around. Yeah, so they played this um, at the credits of that, and it really, um, I think, really blew that song up for Johnny Cash, at least in the, you know, in the realm of young cats who would have not previously listened to Johnny Cash. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Yeah, so if you remember the original, well, the remake of the original, they played this through the credits after they showed up on the island. There's a man going around taking names. Such a great song. I can't play Zack Snyder must really dig Johnny Cash. Does he play a lot of Johnny Cash in that movie? A little bit. But everything, they they did a lot of classic music that was remakes and probably expensive remakes. Could you do me a favor and mute your mic? uh, Mute your mic and spit that damn cough drop across the room because it's like I can hear every crunch. I can even hear it when you have it tucked in your cheek. <laughs> Sorry about that. I am fighting some serious allergies. But um, basically, it's Dawn of the Dead meets uh, Ocean's Eleven. Now, I, I pulled up on Netflix because you told me you were watching it. And you told me you are going to do a review on the show. It's a stout 222 minutes long. That's a pretty long flick. Is there a lot of it's character flick, development but- in it? Um, there's a fair amount of character development. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of subplots in there. So Uh, from what the trailer, it seems like basically that area of Vegas has been cordoned off for years. Someone figured out that there's still money in some of the safes. And so they're hiring a ragtag group of assholes to go in there and and get the money. So there's, and they're on the clock because, uh, the government's about to drop a nuclear bomb on it on the 4th of July. So they, and they literally advertise they could have the greatest fireworks display ever. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's a little bit of that humor in there, but, uh, at the end of the day, you know what? It's worth the watch. Uh, it's like any other zombie flick, you know, you gotta um, limit your expectations a little. It's not going to be highbrow entertainment at the end, you know? And, and, but there's some some funny things in there, and, and some things that you're like, ah, oh, wow, that 
if this if this pandemic was a zombie thing, I could totally hear this this exact speak going on. Yeah, pretty. Uh, and I think there's actually the people were racist. The problem was people were racist against zombies. That was one of the pro- the news clips, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, not woke for the yes uh, Gen the woke. You got to be woke to the zombies, man. Yeah. It's not their fault they ended up that way. But um, so yeah, so- I'd suggest it. Okay. If you want some brain dead, kind of funny, really good special effects, they did not cheap out on the special effects on this at all. Nice. It's been a while since we've had some news in this realm. Not really news, just an interesting story. Here we go. Big tech. In the big tech realm, this came across my news feed on my swipe left on my Android device. Yahoo Finance, Moscow, Russia, communications watchdog on Monday gives Google 24 hours to delete what it calls prohibited content or it will be fined. And set, uh, fined. Um, it said Moscow could eventually slow down the company's traffic to its country. Russia has already placed a punitive slowdown on U.S. social networks Twitter for not deleting their banned content, part of the push by Moscow to rein in Western tech giants and beef up what it calls its internet sovereignty. The watchdog, some Russian name I can't pronounce, said it had sent more than 26,000 calls to Google. I'd like to call you about your extended car warranty uh, to remove illegal information. I want to know what their idea of illegal information is, um, including videos containing information on drugs or violence and uh, material from what it calls extremist organizations. Um, mm-hmm. Google will be fined between 80,000 rubles and four, 4 million rubles. What's that, like $8.50? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe 10 bucks. Actually, it's $10,800 to 54000 So Google will just, you know, they'll write that off as whatever. a... They'll just write <laughs> that off as a charitable donation to a poor third world country. If it does not restrict access to banned information, a repeat offense would be punished by a fine of up to 10% of the company's total annual revenue. It said Google Russia did not respond to the request for comment and it, the watchdog deadline. So that's fun to see that now Russia is going after Google. They could come after Google as much as we could go after things there. It's, it's kind of a nothing. Well, it's a nothing. But burger. as we saw, apparently, because they, they reached out to Google Russia. So apparently Google has an office in Russia. Hmm. And um, may not be for long. Yeah, I was gonna say they they won't have no problem shutting it down and stealing all their servers and not uh, just uh, changing it to like flugel. Could you imagine that? Like if they went in there, actually, it'd just be called ruble. Yeah, they just ran in there, <laughs> arrested everybody, brought in their Russian computer programmers, just changed the DNS entries to ruble, and they already have their algorithm and their their search database, and they just completely hijacked Google Russia. There you go. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't either. I got a question for you. One more thing. Um, okay. If you thought your kids were lazy and you thought they society are. was getting fat. They are. We well, are. there's a middle-aged man in Quebec who just broke the Guinness World Record for online video game streaming of a multiplayer game. A Quebec man broke Guinness World Record by playing the online video game for 44 hours, 44 minutes, and 44 seconds. I'm seeing some intent there. Bobby Gamchi, who runs a video game streaming channel on Twitch with his brother, said that his session playing World of Warcraft was originally going to end at 34 hours, 
but he discovered someone else was chasing him with the same record at the same time. Damn content stealer. Warcraft. Yeah, apparently. Uh, we learned at the time that someone else was actively trying to break the same Guinness Book World Records, and they were almost How close to the 40-hour mark at the time. Mr. Gamgee told CTV in between gasping for Cheetos and Monster Energy. Bobby act- calling them noobs. Bobby actually took it upon himself to actually say, look, you know what? We're already 34 hours into this thing, man. I can't lose. Let's go another 12 hours, you motherfucker. Gamgee's final time was 44 hours, 44 minutes, and 44 seconds, earning him the Guinness World Record for the longest video game marathon in a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, or MMORPG LTGBQW+. The previous record of 32 hours, 34 seconds, was set by Florida gamer Ian Hamies in 2017. To stay awake, I just ain't healthy. Yeah, okay, Diet Coke and veggie chips are not healthy. I try to have people always talking with me, always active in the chat, and breaks, Bobby Gamgee said. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. Yeah, I'm wondering if he invested. Have you tried those bang? Have you seen? Have you had bang energy drinks before? No, I've I I have not touched a monster. A only th- only thing that I have drank since I passed my two kidney stones were the Arizonas. I I know you're gonna. Sh- struggle with this concept because it's cold coffee but they now have a keto coffee energy drink no i'm good it's cold coffee speaking of you think? coffee uh-huh. speaking of changes in service okay. speaking of knowing when you are old when uh, you discover wendy's has a breakfast we'll get that momentarily to you. <laughs> um no when there's not hot coffee to be found. No, you are in Florida. You should be drinking the nitro brewed stuff now. No, but remember when we were coming up? Did you ever work at a gas station? No, I wasn't that far down. Well, I did uh, right out of, right my right <laughs> after high school. But uh, that's fine. But back in the day, if you ever wanted a coffee, you can go to McDonald's. They'd have hot coffee on. You can go to mm-hmm. Wendy's, order a hot coffee. Go to BP. There's always a hot boiling pot of coffee. Go to Speedway. For those of you living in Ohio and Kentucky, go to United Dairy Farmers. There would be a hot pot of coffee. Some mud. I got s- four. The other night I was doing some late night work. Stopped at a Circle K. No coffee. Drove 10 minutes to the 7-Eleven by my house, which I knew better because I've been in there three times. No coffee. No coffee. That is a franchise 7-Eleven. A mile, not even a mile, a quarter of a mile down the street is a corporate-owned 7-Eleven. They yes. Hot coffee. He said their unwritten rule at the corporate 7-Eleven is you got to put a new pot on every two hours. Uh, before the uh, show, I went to the liquor store and got a new bottle of Larceny. Stopped at the uh, little franchise. You didn't steal it? No. Um, Don't you got to steal Larceny? To no, they put it on the top shelf in the back. It's too hard to steal. Um, I mean, the name's right on it. Yeah, I know. Just steal me. But, um... But you're there's a, a good upstanding human. There's a gas station next to it that's a franchise that's always rolling over the brand. So I, I, I can't remember. It used to be a Valero. Now I don't know what it is. It's just mom and pop always changing hands. The I went in there, just black drool came out. I sniffed it. The guy's like, I'll be honest with you, man. That's like a six-hour-old pot. <laughs> like, Son of a bitch. You know, I have the same issue with the, the 7-Eleven across the street from me because I go there – about 6.15 in the morning. This is beginning a rush hour. 
and their cappuccino machine is being cleaned. It's mm-hmm. never ready. Their other nice fresh ground because these have cra- yeah they're franchise, but they've actually got they grind their their beans right there yep. when you go to brew it. And their nitro machine, they're like, well, it just it breaks all the time. Like that damn. Our racetrack has that machine with the big tubbo beans on the top. Mm-hmm. And when you hit coffee, it says leave room for cream or fill it up to the top. Does yours have those buttons? No, I just hit one button. And it takes care of it all. Well, down here when you hit it, at least the brand, the, it'll give you an option. It says fill to the brim or leave room for cream. I hit fill to the brim and it still leaves a half inch. I'm like, what? If I hit leave room for cream, well, it'll only give me... Clearly, they're not calibrating the machines to the, the size cups they're buying, but... Yeah, you hit medium, medium more written on the cup, uh, fill to the brim, and it still likely leaves a half inch. Speaking of incompetence, I uh, I had a doctor's office visit. Well, today. before we get to that, because you want to talk about Wendy's breakfast, I know. Well, let's let's go into the doctor's office because it is about the incompetence. Okay. Um, it, last week I called. They said, urine? "Hey, come on in, get an EKG, just because you know, just a little checkup." I was like, okay, what time? They're like, oh, anytime. Just come on in at lunch. You know, it's just a real quick thing. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to use my lunch to go down there and uh, get this taken care of because oh, I don't want to, you know. So I get there. The lady goes, um, they're closed. They don't do this between the hours of 11 and 1.30. They're at lunch. I was, I kind of had a fit. I was like, well, take this as feedback. How many hour lunch do they get? I was like, take this as feedback. I talked to Dr. Norris's nurse. Oops, I said the name out loud. I, I talked to Nobody the doctor's nurse. Don't worry about it. And she said, come down anytime. Your lunchtime would probably be the best time. Hmm. I'm like, y'all got to pay attention. Somebody's giving bad information out there. Now, I've taken off of work to come down here. I was like, I can't come back. So I'm not even going to deal with it. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I've already got the other more important things scheduled. So Better watch out. It you're just kind of pissed me you're off. You're going to anger people saying you're assaulting poor office workers. I still got, I'm still, that video we talked about last week where I was talking mm-hmm. about the service times. Is the negative uh, comments still piling up? You know, it's funny. This would be a good example of how cancel culture works. And that's just, it's, I'm not being negative. Maybe you need to be more aware instead of just there to collect a check. Yeah, exactly. Maybe give a crap, because I don't want any. I don't even where I work. I don't want to be around people who are just there to collect a check, you know. So that video I put give up a crap. currently has eleven thousand four hundred views. Now, out of eleven thousand people, only six hundred and six felt the need to like it. So that's a small sample. You know, out of ten thousand people, six thousand six hundred actually liked the video. That means you know, nine thousand three hundred could care less. Out of the 606 people, 289 of them posted a comment. Out of those 289, maybe 150 of them are people coming after me for being an asshole, which is a small sample size, right? 128 out of 10,000 people. But like, if you're working at one of these new woke woke companies, so, that's, so the pe- the amount of people who's actually commenting or liking is like on your zero zero point two percent. It's the negative zero six percent. Yeah, but if you worked at zero one six. of these new woke corporations, that zero point six percent would be enough to possibly get you canceled because there's people who are upset. Yeah, one hundred eighty out of ten thousand. But you know that's and that's what a lot of woke culture is. It's one hundred and twenty people getting people fired because they're the loudest. But I just it's funny to me that you know. Because Carrie's like, wow, a lot of people are mad at you. I'm like, not really. 1% of 10,000 people. 
But yeah, they're they're definitely the loudest and the most vocal. But incompetence is angry. But apparently, getting angry over incompetence is a sign of being old and a um, Chad or a Robert or whatever the new catchphrase is for the male equivalent of a Karen. It's probably considered mo- attack toxic masculinity too. It's no, it's um. It's assaulting and um, ridiculing and being mean to minimum wage workers. You know what the interesting thing is? And we'll now, get back that, to your, there's no assault involved. Well, are we re, are we redefining assault? Oh, of course we re, re, we redefine everything nowadays. But the funny thing is, is some of these people, a lot of these 126 comments are like, you better watch out. They're going to spit on your food. I hope you like the taste of spit. They're going to spit on your food. I'm sorry, but. To me, that's more offensive because you're basically because spitting on someone's food knowingly is one of the worst things you can do, and so you I got get you arrested. Well, you got a hundred people basically saying to, in the defense of fast food workers, they're basically calling fast food workers the worst people in the world because only sh- horrible, shitty people would spit on your food. And you and I have worked at Wendy's. Uh, we've worked with uh, we've worked with a bunch of food people, right? Yep, never would even. I never seen it. Never would have uh, even and that's thought why, of doing th- it. Me too. I'm like, you know, out of all the people I worked with in the food industry, I only will know one person who would have been a big enough piece of shit to spit on someone's food. And so, basically, you guys telling me that watch out and get my food spit on is you basically saying that fast food workers are the worst people in the world because only the worst people in the world would actively spit on your food, and I don't believe they would. I'm sorry. I, I think, don't think it should be a replay video. I, uh, it was, but I took it down. Um, I still have it. I might put it back up because I, I didn't take it down because I was afraid. I took it down because I didn't want my channel just to be, um, you know, I didn't want these reply videos to pop up on someone else's for you page yeah, who's not familiar with. It. No, not no, no. I just didn't want it to be start becoming where my channel right. is just me arguing with morons because the people who you know the the ten thousand people who watch a video who didn't like it. And didn't even exactly. consider it. Next, my video is going to be me yelling at somebody else, and another video made to the point where they're going to unfollow me because they're going to think my whole content is just me arguing with morons. So I left it up there for like four hours, just so that person had time to see it, and then I took it down because I don't want my entire page revolving around that one video. I got other content, so I moved on. But no, I did put it up there. I'm like, how are you going to insinuate that? Everybody who works in fast food is such delicate little flowers that the turbulence that I may cause them is going to cause them to have a complete nervous breakdown to the point where they're going to spit on someone's food. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Speaking of fast food. Yep. Wendy's breakfast. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I wasn't supposed to, but I cheated recently and had a Wendy's breakfast. And I tell you what. What'd you have? The honey chicken biscuit? I, yeah. No, the <sighs> other the, was it the chicken with the the um, with the syrup and the bacon on it? Okay, I fucking get, gross and overpriced. Seven dollars okay. for okay. a freaking convo. That doesn't surprise me, but give it one more chance. I've only had one thing. Now I've been going to Wendy's breakfast long before Wendy started serving breakfast because before they started doing it all, the chains, the only ones who would do it, and the one that I knew did it was the Wendy's that was built into the Love's truck stop that was open twenty four hours. That was the only one ever served breakfast. Give it one more chance. The only thing you need to get from their breakfast menu is the honey, the chicken honey biscuit with the uh, the home fries or the, like the little potato chips. I did like the little fries. Yes. Try one more time. Don't yeah, don't I'm get addicted to it. Going back on keto, so I ain't gonna try anything anytime but soon. But the honey, the honey chicken biscuit is fucking delightful, and um, I would actually sometimes go out of my way to drive down to Bayshore to hop on. 
the interstate to go to Fort Myers just so I can go by that window. Because at the time, no one else served breakfast. But to uh, stop and get. Are you ready for the news? I am ready for the news. Ready for the news. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? I am doing better than this guy, this poor guy in Barcelona, Spain. Coming out of Barcelona, according to the BBC News, a body of a missing man was found inside a dinosaur statue. The body of a missing man was found inside a dinosaur statue. Tyrannosaurus rex or a triceratops? Neither. The body of a missing man was found inside a paper mache dinosaur statue in the suburb of Barcelona, according to Spanish police. Police said a father and son noticed a smell coming from a stegosaurus figure on display. In Santa Coma de Gromante, and I'm sure I effed that all up, and called the police after the father saw a body through the crack in the dinosaur's hollow leg. They called the authorities, who had identified the corpse as a one thirty-nine-year-old man who was reported missing by his family. Firefighters responded to the scene to cut open the dinosaur leg and remove the body. While police have not confirmed how he got inside, local media reports that a the man dropped his phone inside the statue and was trying to retrieve it. How did they know this? And then where's the entry? Well, not only that, but then that would say that there was witnesses around and they let the man in there to die. Well, according to BBC News reports, he fell inside hanging upside down, but he was able to call for help. However, police had not confirmed how the man got inside the dinosaur. I'm beginning to think he wrapped in there. Um, because if they didn't see an entry right, hole, how would you get in? Uh, <laughs> police are awaiting results of the autopsy to find out the cause of death. In the meantime, the Stegosaurus statue, which was advertised and old, which advertised an old cinema, has been removed. Well, of course, it's paper mache and with decomposition, you figure it's probably getting a little nasty in there. I just found Stimpy's foot on the floor. I don't know where Stimpy went. So we've all seen uh, cop shows. Mm-hmm. Cop law. One of the common things you see every once in a while on cop drum is a. Uh, these aren't my pants. There's a cop who was, uh, well, he's become a little crooked. These aren't my pants. I don't know what's in the pocket, sir. These aren't my pants. We've seen the, the, the dramas where the, there's a bad cop, right? Yep. Out of uh, my town of Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Vegas police officer has been arrested as a part of a theft ring. On May 22nd, Las Vegas police detectives arrested Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department officer Samuelito Aguinaldo. He's going to have fun time in jail. Yep, on charges of being involved in a theft ring. He is transported to the Clark County Detention Center and booked for grand larceny, possession of stolen property, conspiracy to commit burglary. Wow, I said it right. And taking part in an organized theft ring. This is according to police records. Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department says an ongoing investigation into additional charges are expected. So he's going to have some more pile up. This guy has been employed uh, with Metro since 2017. He was assigned. He says he is assigned, but I'm thinking he was assigned to the Community Policing Division in the Enterprise Area Command, which is near me. I was going to say vice squad. He has been placed on suspension. 
of police powers without pay, so he doesn't even get pay, pending the outcome of the criminal and internal investigation by Metro. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Kings Island. Yep. Know it well. They're owned now by their what used to be fierce competitor. So I don't know if they now say they don't they can't say welcome to America's roller coast. So they have to say something else in the Thank in you for riding place. Kings Island, the king of the tri state area. Well, I don't know if this is a sign of people being pent up for a year. We're seeing it all over. You know, now Jews are getting attacked. But you won't see that on the news. This has nothing to do with Jews being attacked, though. However, Kings Island, which is located in Mason, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, closed approximately 30 minutes early Saturday. Do, that means nobody got to see the fireworks. Which Due to several huge, fights. That's a huge loss. I mean, you think, oh, who cares a half hour? I was watching a YouTube video on uh, carnival games. Just the games mm-hmm. alone. At a small carnival, they make like $21,000 like every two or three hours ripping people off on his game. So closing on a half hour, not counting food and, and drink, just the money lost in carnival games alone is a tremendous amount of money in a half hour. Well, there's no number attached to this. They do say it was closed early due to several fights located inside the park and out in the parking lot. Uh, according to authorities and park officials, troopers with the Ohio State Highway Patrol says there were several fights in the afternoon and one large fight that happened just before 10 p.m. A sergeant from the highway patrol said that Mason Police Department asked for backup to respond to several large fights at Kings Island, and the troopers did so. Mason Police said in a release Sunday that officers responded to reports of unruly guests at Kings Island. They were a unruly bunch. They were rabble-rousers. The reports came, as we said, from both inside and outside. The park's park's opening weekend was May 15th, so they've barely been open. Milford, Ohio resident Ryan Smith, who has had season passes at Kings Island for several years, took his family to the amusement park for the first time this season. He said it was was insanely crowded. Not surprising, I guess. It was a Saturday, and the weather was nice. He said while the rides were fully staffed, food stands... Restaurants and gift shops were not. Not all of them were open, and and it, and there were uh, thirty to forty-five minute lights line, uh, 40, thirty to forty-five minute long lines at the ones that were. Man, you know, as bad as it is, it is to stand in line for a ride. Can you imagine standing that long in line to get a bite to eat? Yeah, and you know, them some bitches won't let you bring a bottle of water in. Yeah, and he said, uh, "It's crazy." Every food place, every every business around here has help wanted signs up right now. Oh, same here. So he said the atmosphere of the park Saturday was concerning with large groups of older teens and young adults shouting, pushing, and being aggressive. Shut there up, a lot boomer! There's a lot of F-bombs, he said, and Fucking it did feel boomer. rough. So he took his eight-year-old son into the arcade. Aren't you too old to ride this ride? The beast is for yeah. young people, boomer. So needless to say, they you had drive the cars? Remember the cars a on the little track? <laughs> at Kings Island. And then. Why don't you go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, Boomer? This is too old for you. You're too old for this. You hurt your back, you Boomer. No, I'm sorry. That's not even that. Now the young kids, bruh. Bruh. Everything with the kids now, bruh. Bruh, Boomer, bruh. Actually, can't um, say now I got a comment on one of my videos. Bruh. So shut up. You fucking twat. Anyway, um, concerns. 
God love you. If you live in a warm weather environment this year, hope to God your air conditioner doesn't take a crap. Concerns increasing about possible air conditioner shortages. There are rising concerns about shortages of air conditioners. Business owners said they have to make sure manufacturers have stock before they can send new, sell new units. And even though small shipments are trickling in, they are grinding through what they've got. So they, they're thinking, uh, just make sure you're up. Uh, Getting your maintenance early at, at what and often point, on that. At what point are we going to start manufacturing some of this shit back here again? I mean, I know Trump was trying to get that shit started, but now clearly that'll be reversed. But have we not learned anything with this, you know, shortage in the, what do they call that, the uh, supply chain? Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's with chips, it's everything. I mean, look at Kentucky, all the Ford trucks just sitting there. And park. No wonder they're rusty. Um, sitting there in, in in parking lots, right? They're saying that if your air conditioner craps out, there's a chance that you could be without it for days, weeks, or even months. Wow! Imagine middle of the summer, yours or dad's air conditioner takes a crap on you, and you can't get it fixed. Mm-hmm. No good, man. And then final story of the evening, going all the way down to Florida. So, uh, you know, if you lose three hundred eighty dollars at a casino. Um, you probably would just say, you know what, it's time to go home, right? Yep. Well, this Florida woman who evidently had a lot of steam built up and was trying to blow it off sent the casino a bomb threat after she lost 380 bucks while gambling. One Adele Belizier, and I can't speak at all, 54, was arrested early Wednesday morning after allegedly calling in a bomb threat, stand by, um, to the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Hey, that rumor has it they're buying a casino here. In Tampa, from her uh, Clearwater Beach hotel room hours earlier. Her phone number was on file as a member of the casino's player club. Police were easily able to identify her and track her down. She said, I left a bomb in your casino during the call and made about 90 minutes after she left the casino Tuesday night, according to police. So uh, when she lost the $380 on a slot machine, she got mad. God damn it. And Clearwater Police Department said uh, on a Thursday in a statement after the Spring Hill woman got back to her hotel room on Clearwater Beach, she self-admitted her self-admitted anger issues got the best of her. And about 930 p.m., that's when she placed the call. Now, for those of you joining us on Facebook and YouTube, you can see this um, queen of the intelligent eye, her uh, mugshot. And I don't know if it was in your story, but from the story I heard, you know how they were able to track her down? Her phone was on the file. The file? Her phone was on file, yeah. For the Players Club. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Oh, what an idiot, the Players Club. Hey, I'm going to use my cell phone. Um I want to play something real quick before we wrap it up. And I tried okay. to do some research on this, and I and I found the images, but I could not find the story behind it and why they're... Now, we do know that the government, because, well, you know, interestingly enough, not only do they not like cigarettes, but it would have seemed that they don't like certain minorities, and so they're going after cigarettes that they openly say are um, used by one, uh, one particular group, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like I, and so I found this TikTok where this guy is playing this. He's playing well. He's he's talking about this new cigarette, and it's just weird as all get out. 
and I did research on it because it's kind of it's kind of um, backwards. It makes no sense. Um, it's kind of redundant. I'm trying to find the clip. If not, I'll just explain what it is. Sort by because I recorded it, but I didn't um, add it to here. And yeah, here it is, right here. I apologize. It probably won't even be worth the the setup now, but here it is. Your moment is in. New cigarettes, plant-based cigarettes. So Winston is advertising their new menthol 100% plant-based cigarette. Now, I may be just a boy from Kentucky, but aren't all cigarettes 100% plant-based cigarettes with the exception of the paper and a filter? Is tobacco not a plant? So if the new menthol is 100% plant-based, what the fuck were they putting in the old menthol cigarettes? A couple of them nasty tobacco worms ended up in there and made it a little animal. I just assumed that when you had a menthol cigarette, it was tobacco and mint something or other. But yeah, what were they? Chip of Halls. What were they putting in their cigarettes that they weren't considered one hundred percent plant based? Fiberglass. Apparently, apparently, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Thanks again for David Post for coming on, and uh, congratulations to him on his journey across the United States. He's walking from Connecticut to California to raise money for St. Jude's Hospital. And um, you can follow him on TikTok and go to GoFundMe.com and simply search for Walk Across America for St. Jude's and find what he's trying to do when it comes to running, raising money and you can help contribute to his, his GoFundMe campaign. But I want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode. And uh, we hope to see you all again next week. And remember, not only can you follow us and watch us on YouTube and Facebook, but you can download our podcast where any fine podcast apps are found. But uh, thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. I hit the button. Batteries are dying. Oh, there it goes. We're like six of them. Nope. It's ah. 2020. Ah. This there has go. been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>